The following talk was recorded at Label the Planet 2021 Empowering Users, the annual conference on current issues in ethics, social justice and technology from the Free Software Foundation. Label the Planet is a live conference and speakers often use slides and other visual tools to assist their presentation. You can see the videos of these talks at media.libreplanet.org or on the FSF Peertube channel. Label Planet speakers do not represent the mission of the Free Software Foundation. We host speakers talking about their use of free software in different kinds of political and commercial work. The FSF supports their freedom, but does not take positions on any political issues other than those necessary to uphold the principles of free software. Like all the FSF's work on behalf of the grievance of all computer users, Nemo Planet is made possible by thousands of individuals. To keep our work going, please consider becoming an associate member via my.fsf.org join or making a donation at my.fsf.org donate. You can stay informed by subscribing to our newsletter, The Free Software Supporter, at fsf.org fss and for more information on LibrePlanet, you can visit libreplanet.org conference. Here we have with us Alice in the talk title, here's how you can get all your day-to-day -day computing done with the free software. Uh, and is presented by Alice Munson, who is 12 years old and has already given multiple talks at technical conferences. Alice loves coding and art, and she also enjoys teaching people about free software. In this talk, Alice will introduce you to over 10 great free software programs that can replace the proprietary programs people tend to use in their everyday computing for work, school and entertainment. This talk will give you plenty of material to introduce your friends, family and colleagues to better replacements for proprietary programs they depend on. A great early step into the world of free software. Welcome Alice and thanks a lot. Thanks Farouche. Um Okay, so hi, welcome to my talk. Um, I my name is Alice, as you know, and I'm really excited to get started today. So. Um, basically, I hope you all are doing well this 2021. Um, today I'm going to be going over over 10 programs that will replace proprietary with free software in your everyday computing. Before we start, um, I just want to make it clear what the difference is between proprietary and free software. So, um, basically, free software supports the four freedoms. Um, one, freedom to run the program as you wish. Um, so you can run it anytime uh, in any way. And two, freedom to study how it works and change it so it does your computing as you wish. Um, you can modify it and study the source code. Um, number three, freedom to redistribute copies so you can help others. And you can share it all over. Um, and four, to distribute copies of your modified versions to others. And by doing this, you can give the whole community a chance to benefit from your changes. If a, so if a program or software does not represent uh, or, and abide by these four freedoms, it's proprietary. Um, even if it supports a couple, even if you could maybe reshare it, uh, if it doesn't support one of them or you can't see the source code, it's proprietary. So I will be going over like 10 programs or so and then maybe some extras if we have time. 
and I'll give a comparison to proprietary ones for better understanding. Okay, so let's get started. Um, the first program is called Nextcloud. You may have heard of it before. This would be compared to like a lot of the Google services, like Google Dr Drive, because it is a file storage system, but it can also support like other stuff like rich text editing. Um, it's you can create your own account um, on your own private server. Uh, sharing is enabled, um, and I set up. A demo server to show you guys. So basically you have a custom domain um, and the and it's your own server. See my dad's talk that was recorded yesterday called um, Free Software Data Fortress for Your Home, I believe. So this is the dashboard um, that you see. Uh, you can customize it with these functions. If you have these programs then you can do important mail and talk or messaging mentions. So uh, this is the file system. It's quite a lot like uh, Google Drive and with a lot of programs installed you can do text documents, basic text. Um, you can insert a readme that is the description for a folder. Um, you can create flowcharts, rich text documents, spreadsheets, and slideshows I believe. Uh, and yeah, it's a pretty smooth, nice file system. Okay, so this is Photos. Um, basically, you have to have the photos uploaded to your files um, to have them in this Photos. But any photos that are in your files, it will display right here. Um, and it's got a really nice display, just a simple slideshow. These are all the example photos. Um, and yeah, that's photos. Um, there's also activity. It has a full activity log. You can basically see everything you've ever done on here. And you can also see activity by others. You can have a, multiple accounts with, within the same, same domain name like kind of like an organization in Google Drive. Um, this is Talk. Uh, it's just a basic messaging system. Uh, this, I like it and we do use it, but as you can see it has a couple bugs. Um, and there is another program that I'm going to recommend later for chatting uh, for free software like messaging systems. Um, but this does support calls and you can create a new conversation. Um, yeah, it's simple, it's good. And then there is mail. You can connect your uh, mail account such as from Yahoo Mail or Gmail to this. I am not completely sure if it has its own separate mailing system, uh, but I, you can connect, see this is my dad's Gmail account, um, you can connect Gmail to it. Um, 
let's see, and then there's contacts. This these can be used in accordance to like um, Met Talk mentions or like file mentions. Um, and you can also share these. You can basically share anything in Nextcloud. Um, there's also a calendar function um, where you can just create basic events and I, this is not actually the date of a conference. It's just an example. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's a pretty good calendar function. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, and then keep in mind that these are not all the programs that it supports. It's actually got a huge dynamic list of programs that you can install. Um, and these, this is just a couple of the basic ones. Um, this is Cookbook. Basically, you in you insert a URL for like a recipe, and it'll put it into this nice format. Um, unfortunately, I don't have an example here, but uh, it's and you can also create a recipe manually with really flexible features. Um, some of the other programs that are included in Nextcloud um, on our on our family server we use tasks and notes um, which are exactly what they sound like there's also like a bunch of other note programs and a bunch of connection like connections to external programs like reddit and whatsapp and all that stuff so yeah that was Nextcloud um, the next program we have is uh, Jellyfin, which is a media system, and it's a private online media playing system to store and watch TV shows, home movies, and downloaded videos, as well as listen to music. Um, just remember this, you have to have all of the music downloaded to your computer and put in Jellyfin's files. It will not get um, music off the internet uh, for you to just search up in Jellyfin. So I've set up another demo server. As you can see, you have to have a private domain for this one as well. And it's kind of like Netflix, your own little collection of stuff. You can have different users. Um, this is like an optional file for temporary, an optional category for temporary videos. Um, and you can just move any videos that you want to have downloaded and not have to watch on YouTube with all the ads and stuff. Um, and I'm just going to show you the metadata. Um, originally this was just a video file, um, but you can actually edit the metadata and images yourself. So it has all these cool functions like ratings, descriptions, taglines, tags, genres, people, studios, and you can also lock it or disable any of them. But then that gives you more information. Uh, currently I have not figured out how to search by tag, but I'm sure that will be, that is a function or will become one soon. Um, and there's also, like, you can upload movies in home videos. So for movies, if you have a, like, say you wanted to upload, like, a Spider-Man movie or something, um, you might just upload the file, and then sometimes it can transcode it, um, and get all the information about the ratings and 
the description from online. And yeah, and also there is playlists. This is actually a family friend of ours. He made this album. Uh, you should definitely listen to it, by the way. And this is an album, but it's the exact same as the playlist, which uh, the playlist function is just... I mean, you know what a playlist is. You can just add songs to it, and videos can be added to playlists, but they're actually better supported in collections, which is which is usually mixed media, both songs and videos. Um, as you can see, I set an approved rating on this. Um, and yeah, so we have collections of videos here. They're much easier to see and watch. On playlists, it's a little weird if you have videos on playlists, which are meant for music. Um, and there is super nice settings. Um, you can change all the users and yeah, really flexible. Um, so that so that's Jellyfin. Okay, uh, next one is Wallabag. This is a um, an online article storing system. Uh, again, with the public do with the private like domain names, um, and you can use it to save like recipes, news articles, web links, blogs, and more. Uh, it only supports uh, website links, you can't, currently you cannot save, like, PDFs or other text files to it. Um, so here is my demo server of Wallabag. I have inserted a bunch of articles, all you do is click this plus button and type in a website name or copy and paste it and It will pull, it will download it from online. Uh, this one, it can't, uh, it can't do anything, but usually this doesn't happen. Like, I put a link to my blog, Chick Chick Pull It Raising, which uh, is a chicken raising business. You should check it out. And it just pulls the information simple, easy to read, no ads, and uh, you can go to the original site really easily, but uh, one thing is that if you download the home page, uh, it's not going to let you go to the about page from the Wallabag file. But that's okay. You can you can still download like you could download the about page separately, um, and then you can also favorite articles. You can archive them. You can, uh, you can, like, mark them as read, even if you haven't read them. Uh, yeah, I think, and, oh, yeah, and you can also annotate. Oh, this is, you can edit the title, I suppose. Um, and, yeah, Wallbag is really simple, but it's really helpful. It's kind of like Pocket, if you've ever heard of that, it's a browser extension where you can uh, you can just download stuff uh, and by the way uh, questions will be saved for the end I'm sorry but I cannot see the chat right now um okay so that was Wallabag uh, next one is LibreOffice this is actually a very popular one 
um, and I'm sure some of you have heard of it. So LibreOffice is a collection of several document creating programs with rich documents. Um, it's completely offline, which means all the documents create you create it's just a it's just a program on your computer and all the documents you create will be stored on your hard drive but they can be shared through syncing and um, you can export them to other file types uh, even like word document format or whatever uh, to allow other people who don't have this program to see them so let's open LibreOffice uh, you can see where is it? It is taking a little while to load. But it, okay, I'll just talk while it's loading. Okay, here we go. Um, it has a rich text document creator. It has a, uh, a spreadsheet creator, um, a slideshow creator. I would say this is a little more well, it's a little more, <laughs> formed than the Nextcloud apps. It's a little bit smoother, but I'd say both work, although I do prepare, uh, I do prefer this. Um, and it's also got a drawing creator, a math formula creator, and database. I am not very learned uh, about these two. So writer document, it's just a simple little rich text editor, almost exactly like Microsoft Word. It does support comments, and you can change the ch the page format. Um, you can change like the default text settings as well. Um, yeah, so that's Writer. Um, and then, oh, whoops, sorry, why'd it close? And then we have a spreadsheet creator. Uh, it's kind of like Microsoft Excel or Google Sheets. Um, it can support like format as formatting for currency um, and conditional formatting, all that good stuff. Uh, and it's really nice. I like to use it. I actually do use one for my like a spending and saving table. Um, yeah, and then. We have a, as you can see, you can see your, like, recent files. Um, and then there is a spreadsheet, I mean, sorry, uh, <laughs> slideshow creator um, with, like, several built-in uh, templates, and it's nice and smooth it's simple you can export it you can insert photos and videos and charts uh, I don't personally use this one a lot but I just haven't had the opportunities uh, and it's yeah I would definitely recommend this so then the last one I know a lot about is the drawing, this is pretty unique, although there is a Google Drawings function that's a little bit like this. Um, so you can basically create a vector poster um, with a lot of fun like functions, and you can do blank like scribbles 
and uh, text, images. It's a nice little, like, experimental, like, I don't know. You can create really nice posters and stuff. Like, I created um, a flyer for my Chick Chick Pull It Raising business. And it's got really nice, this is just like a line. Nice little separation and formatting options. Um, yeah, and there's also, just quickly, a math formula creator. So, gonna, I don't know too much, but it looks like it's very capable. I, I, I'm probably getting this wrong. I don't know what that symbol is because I'm not that far. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and that's math formula. So, let's see. And then there's also a database creator. I actually don't know, but if you have any information that would on that, that would be awesome for me to learn um, in the Q&A. So that was LibreOffice. Okay, I have... 20 minutes? Okay. So next one is Krita. Krita is um, a free art digital painting program. Um, it has a ton, a ton, a ton of functions. And it's very advanced. It's like any basic generic paint program like Photoshop, Clip Studio Paint, Procreate, any other general art program. So I'm going to open Krita here. I'm not sure if it is buggy right now, but it should be on a stable version. Um, yeah, this is a bug that the tools are really big, but it does not affect your experience with Krita at all. Um, right now I am on the animation workspace. You can actually switch workspaces. Um, like, you'd have a default drawing workspace. This is just timeline. I'm sorry, I'm not sure why it's frozen, but it doesn't seem to be any functions. And there's also templates. Um, you can do, like, comic management, where it will make folders and subfolders for all your comic pages. It's really helpful. Um, it has a very advanced animation system. A lot of, like, masks, filters, uh pretty much anything you need to create a great piece of art. Um, and I, the Pepper and Carrot series is also done um, in Krita, which is a cute little comic series. This is some art from it. Um, I am so sad that I forgot the person's name who does it, but he actually has given a talk at Libre Planet, I think, maybe last year. Um, and that's pepper and carrot. So, yeah, Krita, that's pretty much it for Krita. And then the next one are these browsers themselves. Um, right now I am using Firefox. Um, it's a great, uh, fast browser with built-in security tracking protection. Um, and it's shows a lot of information about the site and like it's got a developer tools pretty easily to get to um 
And yeah, that's Firefox. And another option for open source, I mean, sorry, free software browsers uh, is Chromium. Uh, it's a lot like Google Chrome. And personally, I prefer Firefox, but this one is just as smooth and fast. Um, yeah, and it's got nice bookmark manager, a nice dynamic and like round, round look for people who prefer that. Uh, and it all both of these have nice, like obvious incognito modes, which I've noticed aren't the case with several browsers. Uh, that are proprietary. This is just a basic home screen, but you can customize it with a lot of things. And you can also customize your top bar. Um, so you can drag items in and out. Uh, and yeah, it's really, and it also has an extension that you can install called Firefox Color, um, which is where I got my color scheme from. I just designed it in this, like, it's not built in, you have to install it in the extensions, but uh, it's a cute little designing thing for <laughs> color schemes. Uh, okay, yeah, that's browsers. And then the, the messaging program I was talking about was uh, Signal. It's uh, just a replacement for, like, it's just a replacement for any basic SMS messaging like WhatsApp or the Apple messages. Um, and it supports stickers, videos, audio, message reactions, emojis, um, renaming group chats. It supports like 200,000 people group chats, which is insane. I've never heard of anything anybody doing that but it's available nonetheless. Um, and by the way, well, S Signal can support like 200,000 people for group, per group chat. Um, Apple Messages can support 256, so that's a definite upside. Um, and yeah. This is, it's a, got a lot of settings, a lot of security. Um, that's pretty much it. I'm going to see if I have any more notes. Um, uh, yeah. It all, it now supports, uh, group calls, too. This was a recent update. Um, and the calling is really nice and simple and smooth. I'm using those words a lot, aren't I? Okay. So, yeah, that's Signal. Um, our next one is... Let me clean this up. Our next one is KeyPass, which is a password manager. Um, and I used to use it a lot before I started using the Nextcloud passwords extension, which is like LastPass, and it allows you to fill in passwords from your browser. Oh, yeah, and we named our personal server CatCloud, by the way. Um, and, yeah, that's... But KeyPass is still great. I used to use it 
a lot, and it's and I didn't switch because it's bad. I just switched because a browser extension is more convenient. But if you but it's easy and you can still do auto type. Um, I've created a an example database. Um, so you have different folders. You can have different folders which are called groups, and uh, you can also export all of your passwords. That's what I did to shift mine to Nextcloud passwords. Um, you can have a title, uh, like a title of the site, um, a URL, like a lot of big note space passwords, and there is a built-in password generator, which is like insane. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, this one's a good password, I would say, maybe, maybe a good password. Uh, and yeah, you can, you can accept it, so then, uh, just puts it right in there. And then apply, that's saving it, and you can create as many entries as you want. Um, it's a, it's a, yeah, I think, I think it's pretty great. Um... And I think it's definitely this is one of a real this is a really important one because <laughs> because you wouldn't want a proprietary company which is allowed to collect all of your data to have all of your passwords because that would be problematic uh, because they could access every single site you have and possibly your credit card number etc etc so that was KeyPass. Um, any of these programs, most of the programs I have said so far, you download to your computer, um, except for Nextcloud and Jellyfin are, uh, as well as Wallabag are mainly online. Um, okay, so that was KeyPass. Our next one is Red Notebook. It's a desktop journal app, and I'm putting it in here because um, I know that this is not necessarily the most practical or maybe useful app, but it's really great. Um, I use I use it a lot on my other computer. Um, it has formatting, hashtags. It's got a word cloud, spell check, searches you type. Um, you can do backups. Um, automatic saving, like autosave, um, and, you know, all that stuff translated into a lot of user-friendly languages, um, and I don't really have a comparison for this one because it's very unique, although I'm sure there is something like this out there that's proprietary. So, yeah, that was Red Notebook. That was all of my main programs, um, but we have like five minutes left, so I'm gonna go over two, one to two uh, extra programs. I think I'm gonna do Twine and Photo Collage. So um, Twine uh, is like it's just a choose-your-own-adventure creator, basically, where you attach um, 
story paths using basic HTML, and <laughs> and then it like spits it out in like a text adventure, basically, um, in a uh, in like a basic HTML site. So as you can see, I created like a cyberbullying story. Um, and then when you click play, I use a style sheet to make the text different. Um, you can use HTML and CSS basic so for style sheets and fonts. Um, and basically the story paths come in the form of links and uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's again, it's not necessarily the most useful thing ever, but um, it's really fun to experiment with, and I think it's cool that you get to learn about more tools to for creation. Um, so yeah, that's Twine, and then there is also uh, let's go, let's do Audacity actually. Um, Audacity, you may have heard of this. It's actually popular among a lot of people even who are not as into open so uh, open source and free software um, so it's just a very complex yet easy to use uh, sound recording software sound recording and editing software and it looks like they yeah have um, adding tracks and I don't know it's you can connect like any microphone you have and a lot of great stuff so that it seems to be all the programs I have time for but I'm going to find a way to get the document of all my programs and extra programs, even ones that I haven't presented. I'm going to find a way to get it out online and possibly send it to the Liberty Planet people. Uh, so you'll have, it's got links to all of the programs and lists of their functions for your use. But do we have questions now? I still can't see the chat. So, hi again, Alice. Hi again, everyone. Uh, thanks for your wonderful uh, presentation and uh, the wonderful collection of software you presented us uh, today. And uh, I have collected some uh, questions uh, from the IRC channel, so maybe you can hear them now. Uh, the first question, is, and it's also a very interesting question for me as well, is have you been successful in getting your friends to use this software to socialize and collaborate with you? Um, let's see. So I always, at any chance I get, um, I recommend um, a free software option when someone is using like, you know, YouTube or whatever. There's um, a different website called Invidious that supports all YouTube videos, but it's got, doesn't track you or anything. Like I'd recommend that if they posted a YouTube link. Um, some people I have convinced to use free software. Um, I think it's like, I would say not many yet, but I think it's a long-term thing that I'm still working on.
Yes, uh, it, it's uh, very difficult many times to convince friends to have uh, this progression to free software and to I've faced that many times as well, so I can understand uh, your position. Another yeah. question is uh, about uh, signal servers mm -hmm. and uh, how uh, some people are considering that they're not 100% free software. And if you know about this and how would you comment on this? Um, I... Okay, I heard about this. I think, uh, I believe that it's all free software and that their servers recently became 100% free software, but I'm not completely sure. I'd have to do additional research. Yes. And as always, it's uh, hard to verify if a software is a, a software as a service. Uh, a company has a free software in the server, so it's also very hard to verify this. And uh, another interesting question is, uh, how did you get introduced to GNU Linux? Uh, get introduced to what? Sorry. To GNU Linux and uh, the free software world in general. Oh, uh, definitely my dad. He's like, he's a free software nerd. He's given talks at free software conferences for 20 years. And I guess I just picked up his love for free software. Yes, very interesting. And uh, we have uh, some uh, minutes left if anyone uh, wants to ask another question. So please bring them to the IRC channel. And uh, uh, yes, uh, but I, I would say that uh, your collection of software is uh, really interesting and uh, I'm sure to show this presentation to friends and uh, who want to get into free, free software and uh, learn about software that they can change uh, their ways into. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, that was very fun to do. Um, I definitely learned a lot. I hope you learned a lot. Again, the document will be available hopefully soon with my whole list of free software. Uh, yeah, so, well. Another question just came in and it's, mm -hmm. have you ever tried to, apart from the modification we saw in uh, Firefox and your pretty color stream, have you tried to, made, to make any other modifications to free software and uh, make them suit your own needs better? Um, I would say yes. Um, uh, I have done a couple, though I don't remember the specifics, and my dad and I are also considering making a modification to Jellyfin. Um, you saw the rating function. We were hoping to make it so that each user can give their own rating on a video. But yeah, we've done several of those modifications, like using the source code. And uh, me, I would like to expand on this question and ask uh, how you feel was your uh, connection with the community and the communication you had with the people that were working on this software and maybe if you had any? Um, let's see. I don't think a lot of the connections were 
personal, but sometimes my dad has a friend, and that's how he found about this soft found out about the software. But uh, I definitely would love to learn more about the actual people who are creating it, and I do look on GitHub sometimes for like founder comments or whatever. That's very nice. Another question is, uh, uh, what uh, adoption would you say there is among your classmates uh, for free software? Um, what, what there what, is? What kind of adoption rate? Like uh, how many people in your class maybe are trying or using uh, free software? a lot of the teachers at my school are discussing using NVIDIAS because plenty of them do not like the tracking and ad features of YouTube. So I would say, <laughs> I guess, not that many, right, currently. So, but uh, we're also having some more time for a few more questions, if uh, anyone uh, wants to ask something. But yeah, the the kind of uh, like to do more adoption and uh, convince people to use free software sometimes is hard. But it's good that uh, there are people like you that are doing it. And uh, thanks a lot for this. Mhm. Mm yeah, that was really fun. Okay, so I see there are no more uh, questions right now. So thanks again, Alice, for your wonderful presentation. No problem. That was really fun. Thank you, everybody who watched this talk. And uh, see you, everyone, in the next uh, talks in this conference. And thanks a lot for watching. Bye-bye.